But if this sermon has to have a title, then it would be very simple. Beyond crying. Beyond crying. And by that, I mean the point in life when crying is ended. Both our readings this morning come from what would appear to be hopeless situations. Yet, despite the obvious hopelessness, both of them find a sense of purpose. Our first reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah comes from a period of time when the three great foundation stones on which the Hebrew faith is based, these three stones were shattered. Think of that reading. And as you read, you will realize that Israel, the nation of Israel, had lost their land. And remember it much earlier in scriptures, the promised land, which had been God's gift to them, was no longer theirs. It had been captured by their enemies, and they as a people were now in exile. Stone number one. Stone number two. The temple in Jerusalem had been destroyed. This temple on the top of Zion's hill, the place where they came to worship God and where they bowed down before him, he there had been the center of their worship at the very heart of their life as a nation. No longer did they have that place to come and worship him. Their faith was severely tested. Stone number two. And there is the third stone. Through their defeat, they had lost their sense of nationhood. The promise made to Abraham, the covenant made with Abraham, that they, the Israelites, would be a great nation. That seemed now to be an empty promise. The third stone. No land, no temple, no nationhood. And so you can imagine the agony this brought about to a very proud people. And with the agony came the tears. By the waters of Babylon, we sat down, and there we wept. We wept when we remembered Zion. And through their tears came the question, how can we sing to the Lord in a foreign land? And yet... It is in the very depth of their despair, in the very deepest part of their bitterness, that the prophet Isaiah 
begins to speak. As the tears are running down the cheeks, he talks to a hapless, helpless people, a people defeated, lamenting. He speaks to them about their becoming a light, a light to the nations so that all the world might be saved. Through their misery, through their grief, through their tears, they rise again. They know that God still has a task for them. And as you think of the Israelites in Babylon, think also of a circuit Methodist preacher in his hometown. The tears coming down his face and people being able to say that his witness in his grief was more powerful than the words that he ever preached. And then we come to our reading from John's Gospel. That reading is part of Jesus' closing prayer. An important prayer. A prayer that was before he was betrayed. A prayer before his disciples rejected him and left him. The prayer that he made prior to his arrest, his trial, and his execution. And so we think of that prayer. What is his prayer? He prays that he and his disciples might be one in the world, might know that God has sent him into the world. And in the midst of the tears and the agony, both our readings speak of purpose. They speak of God's purpose. God who would say to the Israelites in their grief and their sorrow, you will be a light to the nation. To his son, the risen Christ, you will be the one who others will know I have sent, and they will follow your way. And so in the midst of their tears and their agony, they knew that there was a purpose for them. And in the midst of helplessness, our readings indicate light at the end of the tunnel, light beyond our weeping. And those of us who are here this morning, we've heard the readings, and we know that in our life and at different times, there have been tears have come down our cheeks and we've known sorrow. We have known what it is to lose and we wonder 
about life. But here in this place, down through the years, and hopefully for years and years to come, the word will be spoken. God has purpose for you. You as a congregation, you as individuals. A wounded animal will usually hide in a corner and lick its wounds. I have a vivid, vivid memory of an event at this time of the year when in the manse of Ellen, our pet dog was absolutely terrified by the explosions of fireworks taking place outside in the street. And he tore around the house, one room to the other, until eventually he got into the furthest corner of the house, a bedroom, and there with his paws he tore the sheets off the bed and tried, tried desperately to hide underneath the mattress. A dog, terrified. Israel, a people, terrified. Disciples, terrified. Anyone in distress, often into his or her self, seeks to hide in a corner and in the midst of weeping. Tears that come, so do the words, why me? Why me? There is the psalmist. The psalmist saying, I am worn out with my grief. My bed is damp from my weeping. My pillow is soaked with my tears. But the Lord hears my weeping. He listens to my cry for help. And he will answer my prayer. We are to know that God never deserts us. That the power of his spirit is always there for us. Whether the situations are difficult or hard. When we find ourselves in a state of distress. We can surely be depressed. But there is also purpose, purpose that we should know the opportunity to go beyond weeping and to be a light for other people. In a far off land, the Hebrews discovered that beyond their weeping, God was not tied to one part of the world, nor to any one nation, or even to one temple. For Jesus, there was discovery too, that even in the darkness of Good Friday may become the light of resurrection. When you and I feel that we are sitting by the waters of Babylon, when you and I cry out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? then remember the Hebrews. Remember a preacher. 
remember Jesus, for our faith calls us for one more step of faith. One more step, and another, and another. And with courage and fortitude, life will go on. And that love which comes to us from God and from all who would seek our good, that love will go on, binding people still together so that tears will be wiped away, that there will be a new beginning. We belong to God's people. We are God's children. And our faith tells us how a body broken for us came alive again. Our faith tells us that that body broken and come alive again made all who knew him a promise. When I have gone, God will send you a helper, the Holy Spirit. And so let the power of God's Spirit enlighten your life. Lighten the darkness that you may go forward in faith and in fellowship one with another to meet with your risen Lord in God's kingdom of heaven.